0: Welcome back. You're listening to The David Feldman Show, DavidFeldmanShow.com. We're doing a Super Tuesday post-mortem. And golly, Super Tuesday sure surprised me. I mean, I thought putting the health insurance companies out of business would be so easy. Come on, get back in the game. We got Michigan next week. We got Michigan next week. As Ralph Nader says, I don't do mood swings. You got to get up and fight every day. You got to get up and fight for what you believe in every day is a fight when bernie wins in november that's when the fight begins so lick your wounds walk it off there's a big haul next tuesday a lot of real estate next tuesday washington michigan bernie can win this you don't give up the fight you never give up when you win the fight just begins that's when the fight begins you can't coast. You can't say something like, well, after Election Day, my work is done. No, you have to fight because the other side never stops fighting. The people who support Joe Biden have combined jobs with politics. There are people whose job it is who get paid six figures, seven figures a year to push the corporate agenda. They never stop because, because they're being paid not to stop. We have to keep fighting these people, otherwise they're going to continue to win because that's their job. It is the job of David Pluff to go on MSNBC and push the centrist agenda. This is David Pluff was Obama's campaign manager. He immediately cashed out after Obama won, took a job with Facebook, took a job with Uber, then he goes on MSNBC. And he's introduced as Barack Obama's campaign manager, not the uh, the lobbyist for Uber, not the lobbyist for Facebook. And he seems reasonable because he has the patina of Obama written all over his face. But he's a corporate tool making millions, pushing the centrist agenda, the corporate agenda. That's what we're up against. They never stop. They never stop because they get paid not to stop. This guy, Gibbs, who's on MSNBC all the time, he was briefly Barack Obama's press secretary. He lasted half a year, I believe. Then he cashed out and he became chief communications officer for McDonald's. He's a lobbyist, doesn't get identified as the former chief communications officer for McDonald's. He gets identified for a job that he had 12 years ago. Barack Obama's press secretary, and he sounds sweet. He sounds innocent, but he's on CNN and MSNBC pushing the corporatist agenda, because when you push the corporatist agenda to the voters, you get paid seven figures. The same applies to this guy, Joe Lockhart, who 20 years ago was briefly, briefly Bill Clinton's press secretary during the impeachment he cashes out becomes a lobbyist he speaks for the insurance companies the credit card companies the pharmaceuticals when he goes on cnn when he writes pieces for the new york times nobody identifies him as the lobbyist he is he has spent more of his career lobbying Washington than working for the American people. They call him a press secretary for Bill Clinton. He's a press secretary for the corporatist agenda, but he sounds reasonable because for a brief moment in time, he was Bill Clinton's press secretary. This is what we're up against. Okay. You're up against this, 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 the establishment Democrats who get richer and richer pushing the corporatist agenda, defending health insurance companies, fighting, fighting for fracking. I'm talking about Democrats, Clinton Democrats, Obama Democrats, who are fighting for fracking, who are fighting for the credit card companies, who are fighting for the banks. Look at Anita Dunn, Joe Biden's campaign manager. Where does she come from? She comes from fracking. She's a consultant to frackers. When Joe Biden gets elected, you think she's gonna take on fossil fuels? Joe Biden is taking all his money from health insurance lobbyists, the same way Pete Buttigieg takes his money from health insurance lobbyists. This is what you're up against. You think it's gonna be easy to get Bernie elected? You think revolutions are easy? You got to get up and fight. You got to be angry and anger is a good thing. Joe Biden's a bad guy. Joe Biden's a bad guy. The devil, I'm not saying he's the devil, because the devil can string a sentence together. He comes across as so sweet, but he's not looking out for you. He's making backroom deals with the people in the fracking industry, the health insurance lobbyists. He's telling you that we should look into his heart. He says, look inside my heart. Don't look at my track record. Don't look at where my campaign money comes from. Look inside my heart. You know, when you watch the Democratic establishment circling the wagons for Joe Biden this past week, the same type of party hack who welcomed Reagan's dementia, people knew that Reagan had dementia by the time he was running in 1980, and, and that was. A good thing, because that made him easier to control. Those same party hacks are now gravitating to Joe Biden. Joe Biden's memory lapses, his incoherence, his lack of focus, they are not seen as liabilities. They are seen as reasons to to support him because he's telegraphing to the donors, the donor class, that he'll be a compliant corporate stooge. Joe Biden did exceptionally well on Super Tuesday because Barack Obama, another corporate stooge. Yes, I love Barack Obama, but he is of no use to me anymore. Barack Obama picked up the phone. He got Pete, Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke. He got them to all agree to put the thumb on the scale and then that same thumb went into your eyes, the eyes of the working class. They handed Joe Biden his victory. He didn't earn this victory. Nobody handed Bernie Sanders anything other than their votes and $5 contributions. Bernie reminds us that he stands on the shoulders of others, but if you compare Bernie to Biden, Biden is standing on the shoulders of of Obama, Pete, Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, Beto, the Democratic establishment. He was propped up by the ruling class of the Democratic establishment. And that's how these people operate. They they claim there's a meritocracy, but it's all favors. They help themselves. How the hell does Hunter Biden get an $80,000 a month job at Burisma after being a crack addict for five years? Because... The ruling class, the corporate elite within the Democratic Party, as long as you're willing to compromise your principles, as long as you only care about money and not the people you represent, you get plenty of favors. And that's who the Democrats, that's who runs the Democratic Party. Barack Obama, Barack Obama, who I used to love, got on the phone and told the Democrats that Bernie Sanders is dangerous. Six years ago, he went to Flint, Michigan, drank the water, said it wasn't. He says, Bernie Sanders is dangerous, but the water in Flint, Michigan isn't. That's who Barack Obama is. He went to Flint, Michigan. There was lead. There still is lead in the water. And the African-American community in Flint, Michigan thought, well, we have a a black president. He's going to. He's going to save us. He's going to get a consent decree from the Justice Department and start pumping clean water the same way the Ford plant was getting clean water after they discovered that it was destroying the engines. There was an automobile plant in Flint, Michigan, the governor got a complaint that the, the the water was destroying engines, destroying parts that they were assembling, so they switched the water for the car manufacturer. But our kids in Flint, Michigan were still getting lead poisoning. They put car manufacturers over the African-Americans living in Flint Barack Obama flies to Flint, Michigan. De machina. He's coming down from the sky to save the African-American community. What does he do? Go watch the video. He drinks the water and says it's safe. But Bernie Sanders is dangerous. That's why Joe Biden did so well on Super Tuesday. He made backroom deals with Obama, who's got to be worth $100 million by now. He's got that $12 million home on Martha's Vineyard. Production deals with Netflix, Barack Obama. I'll never stop working for you. Remember he said that? I'll never stop working for you. Apparently, he was talking to the richest 1%. Where are Barack and Michelle? Where are they when it comes to unions? Where, why aren't they marching with the McDonald's workers? Because they're they're, they're, they're they're management. Barack Obama is now management. He's a producer in Hollywood. He's management. Mayor Pete Buttigieg with the wine caves, Amy Klobuchar... The DNC establishment all made deals with Joe Biden last week. Now, Warren, who dropped out, and Bernie combined, they would have beaten Biden in every primary. They would have. Had Warren dropped out the way Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete did, and through their support behind Biden, if Elizabeth Warren dropped out and threw her support behind Bernie, he would have won Maine, he would have won Massachusetts, he would have won Texas. Maybe Texas, but Warren and Bernie fight for what they believe in. Bernie more so than Elizabeth Warren. And I have my quarrels with Elizabeth Warren. Howie Klein has convinced me that she would make a great vice president for Bernie, and I agree. She's not about to drop out before Super Tuesday because she's going to fight for her supporters, especially the people who donate money. The people who give money to Elizabeth Warren don't have much She's not going to drop out before Super Tuesday. It's easy for Pete Buttigieg to drop out before Super Tuesday because all his money came from the billionaire class. We saw him in the wine cave. The people who were donating to Pete Buttigieg, they're fine with Joe Biden. They don't feel their money was, was thrown away by giving to Pete Buttigieg. That bought them his endorsement of Joe Biden. They're the same side of the coin. Same as Amy Klobuchar. Any victory Joe Biden achieved this week flows from his creation of a coalition of sellouts, opportunistic Democrats who put ambition ahead of any promises they make to voters. You cannot trust Joe Biden. Any promise he makes is a lie, and he has a storied history of lies. Amy Klobuchar, Mayor Pete, Beto O'Rourke, and yes, Barack Obama are quitters. They surrender. They surrender before they even start. And that's why they they threw their support behind Biden. They talk a big game about wanting universal health insurance, about putting an end to these wars. They talk about climate change. They talk about it, but they quit. They quit. They have no fight in them because there's money to be made in surrendering. Obama surrendered. He quit the working class the day he took office and put Tim Geithner in Treasury and refused to own the banks after we bailed them out Bernie he doesn't quit and Warren I have my problems with her but she didn't quit before Super Tuesday I don't know why anybody who is part of the 99% would vote for Joe Biden other than you're buying the BS You're, you're susceptible to the branding why would you vote for Joe Biden why How does he run on Obamacare? How can he defend Obamacare? What, what, great, now parents only have to spend 16 hours a week trying to get Aetna to approve chemo for their kid. It's down to 16 hours a week on the phone with Aetna. You got a kid with cancer, that's what Obamacare does for you. Who would vote for Joe Biden other than somebody who gets hard watching 500,000 Americans go bankrupt each year from medical debt? That's who Joe Biden is, 90 million under or uninsured Americans, thanks to Obamacare, thanks to this love letter to the health insurance companies, 500,000 Americans go bankrupt from medical debt still every year. And the Democratic establishment rides rides to your rescue. How? By destroying the one candidate who's going to save you, Bernie Sanders. They don't care. About the 500,000 Americans who go bankrupt from medical debt. So Joe Biden, if he gets the nomination, will follow in the footsteps of Hubert Humphrey, Walter Mondale, Al Gore, vice presidents, Democratic vice presidents who mistakenly believed that the American people thought it was their turn. Very few vice presidents are successful presidents, become successful presidents. George Herbert Walker Bush. Richard Nixon. Vice presidents are trained, trained to keep their mouth shut, to trained to bite their lip. That's what they do as vice presidents. They're not original thinkers. They, they are drained of anything they believe in. And then then the moneyed class looks at them and says, well, he was a loyal vice president. He'll be loyal to us. And then their failures as candidates, you know, their coalition builders, and if they do get elected president, they're, they're massive failures because they're willing to compromise. Taking the job of vice president means you've given up. Lyndon Johnson was an exception, too complicated to go into right now. Vice presidents are quitters for the most part. They quit. They give up their dream and quit and take a job as vice president. They surrender it All their they surrender their moral compass, everything they believe in to serve the president. Look at that. Look at Mike Pence. Look at that smile on his face. That's who Joe Biden is. That's what Joe Biden did for eight years. He bit his bit his tongue, kept his mouth shut, put ambition before his core beliefs. You don't win the presidency that way. And if you do win it, you're destined for failure. Because a good president doesn't compromise, he doesn't quit, but he's Joe Biden has built a coalition of quitters. That's who Pete, Mayor Pete is. That's who Amy Klobuchar is. They quit before Super Tuesday because that's how centrists, that's how moderates always confront big challenges. They compromise, they surrender. They're going to surrender on Medicare for All, the Green New Deal, free tuition at public universities, Pete, Mayor Pete and Amy, they gave up before they even took the chance. They didn't even wait for the results on Super Tuesday. They gave up before Super Tuesday. They're not adults. They're not pragmatic. They're not realistic. They're self-serving, ambitious cowards. They bill themselves as as centrists who can, can get things done. And they did what all centrists will do. They quit without even trying. Why bother to see what happens on Tuesday? The experts told them, it can't be done. You lost. So they give up. Centrists like Pete, like Klobuchar, like Beto, they give up because they believe that nothing is worth fighting for other than themselves, nothing is worth fighting for other than themselves. Wall Street went through the roof after Super Tuesday. They started writing checks to Joe Biden. That's who Wall Street is. This is the same Wall Street that reacts to the coronavirus by selling, by cashing out, by taking their money and hiding. There's your free market solution in a nutshell. When, when the coronavirus... When they look at the coronavirus, they grab their money and and they run for higher ground and will always diminish government solutions by going on and on about Bernie's three houses. Can't rely on the government to protect us from coronavirus because Bernie has three houses. Socialism doesn't work. That's who Wall Street is. The 1% Wall Street, they hate government until they need it. But now they own our government. They look at Mike Pence, who's in charge of the coronavirus, who's who's the coronavirus czar. And Wall Street realizes their greed has stripped their government of the wherewithal to save us. So they sell their they sell their stocks because they have no faith in the government they own. Wall Street, when they look at the coronavirus, knows that you can't privatize a pandemic because rich people, Breathe the same air as the uninsured. And instead of coming to the realization that we're all we're all intertwined, we're all part of the same fabric, and that maybe Bernie would be good for the economy, that maybe a strong federal government can take on the coronavirus, a strong CDC can protect Apple's factories from these flus, they hide. They hide their money. They turn their back on the economy. They sell. They sell because they're short-term day traders who are only thinking about themselves. And then when Joe Biden wins big on Super Tuesday, they start giving him money because he's a short-term day trader who doesn't think about the future. But the coronavirus, and I don't know how bad it's going to get with the coronavirus. I don't know. But it reminds us all that there is no wall that can protect you from the suffering of others. All sickness. All suffering is contagious. Symptoms may vary, but your virus is my virus. Your cancer is my cancer. Your heart disease is my heart disease. When somebody is suffering, it affects us all, and it affects the economy. Now, Wall Street does not care about our economy. It cares about the financial sector. So, if they can't profit off your suffering, they bail out. They bail out. We see, we've seen the sell-offs on Wall Street. Wall Street is not the economy. Healthcare must be free, not affordable. And if healthcare is free, free, then a socialist will save the free market. Watch, watch the economy grow when healthcare is free. In the end, Joe Biden, idiot. That's what he doesn't understand. In the end, Amy Klobuchar, ambitious, but an idiot. In the end, Beto O'Rourke, ambitious, idiot. Mayor Pete, with seven languages, I don't know how to say idiot in seven languages, but he's an idiot. And the same goes for Barack Obama. If they think, The richest 1% are good for the economy. They're idiots. They're not. The richest 1% is only good for themselves. The richest 1% is only good for themselves. Beto O'Rourke is only good for himself. His firehose of platitudes mean nothing. His father-in-law is a Republican with a net worth of half a billion dollars. His Republican father-in-law funds His campaigns. That's who Beto O'Rourke is. He married into money. He loves money. He thinks people with money have all the answers. Turn over the tables, Michigan, Washington State next week. Turn over the tables in the Democratic establishment. Like Jesus, you got to clear the moneylenders from the temple. Let them go be Republicans. Not only do we not need them, they're destroying us. The people like Beto, Amy, Mayor Pete, Joe Biden, they don't belong in the Democratic Party. You don't build a coalition with the coronavirus. That's who Joe Biden is. He's the coronavirus, and he is poisoning our party. The Clintons have poisoned our party. Obama has poisoned our party. Their greed, their obsequiousness towards Wall Street has poisoned our party, let's get back to our roots, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and let's serve the 99%. People who take money from frackers, from the oil industry, from the financial sector, from the health insurance companies, they are the coronavirus within the Democratic Party. They are the poison that is killing everything this party used to stand for.